Welcome to the Resting Pendulum. I am Peter Codius, your host. Our music is under license from scottholmesmusic.com. Episode 6. Is it really about race? Chapter 2. Whiteness in Cancel Culture. The latest hot button for the anti-white crowd is the use of the terms whiteness and white privilege. It even goes so far as to be an official part of a publicly funded institution, the Smithsonian Institute. In the fiscal year 2018 and then again in 2019, the U.S. taxpayer contributed more than $1 billion each year to the operating budget of the Smithsonian. Yet here in 2020, the National Museum of African American History and Culture, which is part of the museum, produces, publishes, and posts on their website under the heading Talking About Race, an insulting and condescending document titled Aspects and Assumptions of Whiteness and the White Culture in the United States which subtly suggests whiteness is something on the order of disease. The introduction says, White-dominant culture, or whiteness, refers to the ways white people and their traditions, attitudes, and way of life have been normalized over time and are now considered standard practices in the United States. And since white people still hold most of the institutional power in America, we have all internalized some aspects of white culture, including people of color. What I personally find most disturbing is the lack of any public discussion about attempting to cancel our culture, because in my mind, no country can succeed if it does not adhere to a single culture and not try to mesh multiple cultures into a single system. Our culture has proven over a couple of centuries that it works pretty darn well. There has never been any evidence that by adding an unlawful element or a cancel element or a communist element would result in a better one. In our rush to appease, we are attempting to do just the opposite of strengthening our culture by encouraging the use of multiple language in a country where its people should be communicating in a single language, the English language. That is not to say that maintaining one's previous language and culture from another homeland is unwelcome, as that is part of what makes America great. We're a melting pot of various cultures that should be celebrated. And speaking of the English language, did you know that all air traffic controllers worldwide are required to speak and give directions in English? One little thing you could learn every day. So when we talk about making people aware of certain signs, whiteness as portrayed on that chart that I mentioned earlier, 
refers to individualism, hard work, objectivity, the nuclear family, progress, respect for authority, delayed gratification, and communicating in the King's English are all things that make America a white country. This is a country where the white population is greater than 75%. Oh yeah, some would argue and dispute the percentage that we provide because we include Hispanics in the number. And even though Hispanics have the ability to claim any race, the vast majority of them are white. So by all logical standards, they should be included with whites, right? It's not skin color, remember. So after an outpouring of criticism, as I said earlier, the museum took down the chart. We have a copy of it, and we'll be happy to provide it to you if you simply request one at info at the com. Because it's been scanned and, and has a significant amount of text on it, it's difficult to read, but you can do it by zooming in. It's a PDF, and you could zoom in on and make the print bigger. But today we're going to provide an overview by highlighting only the categories. And here they are. Rugged individualism. Family structure. Emphasis on scientific method. History. Protestant work ethic. Religion. Status. Power and authority, future orientation, time, aesthetics, holidays, justice, competition, and communication. Under the heading of Protestant work ethic, they mention hard work as being the key to success. And other than a millennial, who would argue with that? What's, what's wrong with hard work? But what they have done is put a white spin on every category with further descriptors, leaving one with the impression that white only is the answer. And that's completely false. The chart expands to include all aspects of life that 99% of all Americans clearly understand. The intention of the chart, however, is to subtly reference an unfairness to others that may not be white. Here we have to cherry-pick due to the volume of information. They state that whiteness includes things, as I mentioned before, as rugged individualism that speaks to self-reliance and that independence and autonomy are highly valued. These people are dead wrong on all counts. Simple as that. I mean, it's an embarrassment to have an institution such as the Smithsonian that takes, as I said earlier, a billion dollars a year of 
taxpayers' money to operate to do something like this. You, you should have heard their explanation as to why they removed it as being slightly offensive to certain people. If you believe in something, you believe in it, right? You wouldn't remove it, would you? The phenomenon of the cancel culture. More attacks from the left, the agreement, pandering, and appeasement from Democrats. Statues and monuments are nothing more than works of art composed of concrete, granite, marble, and metal. The people, place, or event they depict are part of history. And history cannot be changed by simply removing one of these works of art. The very thought that it can is disrespectful to our opportunity to learn from the past to either replicate or eliminate what transpired before our time. Speaking of race, by most accounts, the defacing and destruction that has been caused have been caused by more whites than blacks. They are young, ignorant, and poorly advised young people who have used a race-based protest to cover for the illegal and cowardly acts. They have been encouraged by their teachers and professors and further supported by the left and pandering Democrat Party. Democrats continue their classifying, compartmentalizing, segregating, and then pandering strategy as part of their everyday agenda. We do wonder how long they'll continue on this same path before the American people finally wake up and see that to them, no lives matter. Using personal experience, which I suspect scores of people would agree with, my approach to historical fixtures serve as a reminder of our past and things that went well and some that did not. Mistakes were made just as there have been missteps along my personal path in life. It seems to me that a wise and prudent approach would be to learn from these missteps make the necessary corrections, and then better decisions. It's sort of like steering a boat along its course, where due to wind and current, you drift and must make constant adjustments to stay close to your charted course so you avoid ending up somewhere you did not desire to be. If you've ever been on a boat and look over the stern as you're making headway, you'll notice the path of travel is more serpentine than that of a straight line. It's a necessary path due to the constant corrections that are made. Even with autopilot, boats and ships make corrections based on your course. We need to convince those committing these acts that no good will come of the destruction or cancellation of history. A bigger problem is to convince those teaching our children to stay the course, although I fear that conversation is a couple of decades late. We've sat by and watched our 
particularly higher education level, deteriorate to the point where indoctrination is closer to what's going on than guidance and teaching. The latest attack on our culture is that grammar as being an unjust language structure. (laughs) Yes, you heard it right. Grammar is an unjust language structure. So far, Rutgers University and the University of Washington in Tacoma have both deemed grammar as racist. According to their logic, language is constantly changing, and forcing the proper use of English is nothing more than another way to silence people. Hard to believe, isn't it? You know, we can't know everything that's going on for a couple of reasons. And the primary reason is we're shielded from anything that is ne- would shine a negative light on the left. And anything that the middle, the independent, or the neutral, or the right would do, is blown into a proportion that looks heinous. So if you have young people that you care about or that are in your care, we believe it's incumbent upon you to make certain they receive proper instruction. If it takes making a personal sacrifice to do so, so be it. The day will come that you'll be glad you did. All of the additional negatives that intentionally or otherwise have a chilling effect on relations between people that are already experiencing difficulty coming together are just wrong. Because if we all come together to understand that American first attitude that eliminates partisan politics will not only get the attention of the users, it will result in a stronger country for all of us. Politically speaking, black Americans have a much better chance of satisfying an equitable agenda if they started to negotiate with Republicans than they will ever get from the Democrats, because they know what Democrats will do to give them a large helping of lip service. As always, our desire for presenting facts is important to us. If we are wrong, We invite you to simply challenge what we've presented with documented facts, not an episode from MSNBC or CNN, and we will apologize during the next episode. You have my word on that. Now, here's a warning for you. We believe that if we, the people, allow the Black Lives Matter Marxist movement that defines everything as racist— if it doesn't favor blacks above all humanity attitude to persist. We might just as well turn over America to the 13.4% and be done with it. But based on their collective track record, I doubt most people, which includes right-thinking blacks, will like the outcome.
As we stated when we opened chapter one of this episode, this topic is not an easy one to deal with. According to Merriam-Webster, racism can be defined as a, a belief that race is the primary determinant of human traits and capacities, and that racial differences produce an inherent superiority of a particular race. Based on what you just heard, we close this episode with a question for you to consider. If scientists and anthropologists tell us that we are 99.9% the same genetically, and there is no scientific evidence to prove otherwise, why shouldn't everyone be treated the same without any modification in behavior? Our answer to the episode question is, if we all live by the same set of rules, it is not and should not be about race, but it is about political control. Thank you for listening. And remember, wake up every day with a commitment to do the right thing, the right way, for the right reason. Until next time.